When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Steelers Today. He's Dale Lawley. I'm Dan Kovacevic. We're both from DK Pittsburgh Sports. We're here at Steelers HQ. And the Steelers are a couple of days away from the Charlotte game. Is there anything for anybody to prove in this game, Dale? Nah. Nah, okay. (laughs) All right. Nah. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of what went on here uh, today on the south side. It It was a day for the secondary really to speak up more than anyone else, Terrell Austin. We heard from from James Pierre, uh, who's not a guy that a lot of the fans are probably all that familiar with. Uh, for He kind of gradually, quietly took over the position late last season, meaning right outside corner, uh, whenever Nelson was hurt. Uh, what do we know about his status right now? Uh, at this point, it's, it's, it certainly looks like he's going to be the guy that comes on the field in the nickel. Um, you know, we'll see. There's still time before all that happens. And Terrell Austin wasn't ready to proclaim that, that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cam Sutton is going to move inside on a, on a regular basis. Um, I think ideally they'd still like Antoine Brooks to be that guy. Uh, but, you know, James Pierre has, has, has played well in this camp, played well in the preseason. And, you know, maybe he's their, their third best cornerback. Are they kind of forcing this issue deal with the Mike Hilton thing? I mean, it, I, I, I get Hilton was valuable. We all saw that. Okay, and and I I appreciate and respect everything that he did here and what a wild card he was, especially when it came to blitzing the quarterback. I mean, run stopping too, a pretty dynamic player. But if you don't have him, you don't have him. Yeah, but I think they think they might have him in Antoine Brooks. And so they're going to give that every opportunity to to do that. When I say nobody has anything to prove in this last preseason game. Antoine Brooks actually does. Yeah. Um, you, you, know, you mean that he can get on the field? I think he's going to be on the field I think, I think he's going to crawl onto the field if he has to. And they need him to do that because, it's, it, you know, it's not just about, uh, you know, playing five defensive backs. It's about playing, being able to play six. Uh, again, they're going to play the Buffalo Bills in week one, and the Bills run as many four receiver sets as anybody in the league. So, you know, you can't just have two linebackers out there with five defensive backs. Because one of their one of their you know guys it, it just happens to be one of the best receivers in the league, so you know as you might want to double that. Yeah, guy. I was going to say as the Steelers found out painfully in Orchard Park in the second half of that game last year that uh, Stephon Diggs just ate them alive, and they they, they didn't have an answer for him. Uh, in the meantime, the other secondary guys, the guys who have been participating, have gone about their business, and Pierre has gone about his business, and he's been pretty good, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he gets his hands on the football. I, I asked him today, he's actually cousins with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I asked him if, if who, which one's faster, he or Lamar. <laughs> and he said that he is. Uh, I'm sure Lamar would probably say that he is. I'm sure that he will. But he said, he said look, I was the jet sweep guy when we played in high school. He was the quarterback. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, he's a guy that bounced around a little bit. Uh, and it's taken him some a journey to get here. In fact, you might want to read Tom Reed's piece 
Friday on our website yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on DK Good Pittsburgh stuff. Sports. Uh, here's a little more of what Pierre had to say today. Um, you know, we're just working hard. Like I say, we're just working hard every day, attacking every day of a, each week, work week, you know. You know, we still got preseason, so, you know, we still got to keep preparing, getting the best players we can be, you know, being the best players we can be. What about Justin Lane? What do we say about him? He's in the mix. I mean, he's you know, also made plays. Yeah, he's in the mix, and and, and he's gotten better as camp has gone on. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Austin talked about his uh, maturity level in, improving um, and becoming a, a different type of player in year three. And so, they're not ready to give up on him. They, they used a third round draft pick on him. There's some skill sets there that are mm -hmm. that are beneficial. Um, you know. The, the knocks on him in the draft were that he didn't have, you know, great straight line speed. Well, okay, that shows up on tape, but he does have ball skills. He does have athleticism. So, you know, you, you don't give up on young cornerbacks. And cornerback to me, you know, I, I did this last year going into the season. I went and looked at the starting duo for every team in mm -hmm. the league. And there are very few guys that were drafted by their team, by the team that they were they were starting for. At corner, yeah. It's a team. It's a nomadic thing because one guy's trash is another team's treasure at that position. And partly because of systems. It's systems. Yeah. It's it's the, the you know the league is set up to beat you. Um, you know the, the, all the rules are, are set up against you. You can't touch a guy. You can't interfere with them. Receivers can can you know come into you and push off and get away with it. You can't you know you can't even breathe on them. So you're set up to fail uh, in, in this league. And so that's why you see guys, you know, Eli Apple to me is a, is a perfect example. He's been, he was a first round draft pick that's been on like six different teams now, but he still gets a paycheck in this league. And people say, oh, he stinks. But he starts for like every team that he's on. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's the nature of, of cornerback in the NFL. They they have uh, they have different options back there, but one of the things that they don't have an option to do, at least not on any regular basis, the way the Steelers system is set up, is they don't really don't want to do a whole lot of double teaming. They'd rather free up Minka Fitzpatrick, and that was for whatever you could say. And everyone has got a different opinion on what Stephen Nelson brought. I thought he was a lot better in 2019 than he was in 2020, but Nelson did manage his side of the field, and that's what they're looking for more than anything else from this position, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean with their pass rush. Um, you know, they had 50, you want to render it moot. Yeah. They had 56 <laughs> sacks last year. They're going to get pressure on the quarterback. So it's not like you need a guy to cover for four or five seconds. You need that, that quick, immediate two seconds and not let the quarterback get rid of the football uh, and make him hold it for just that extra half second to allow the, the, the pass rush to get there. When we come back, the never-ending question of the offensive line. Welcome back to Steelers Today. He's Dale Lawley. I'm Dan Kovacevic. We're both from DK Pittsburgh Sports. And, you know, Dale, for all the things that will not be interesting about the game in Charlotte on Friday night, the one thing that might be is the performance of the offensive line because they do have to get out there. They do have to get more reps. I don't know that you're going to see it, though. Uh, I'll I, bet we do. I don't know that you're going to see all of them. Let's put okay. it that way. All right. Well, okay. Zach Banner? You're not going to see Zach Banner. Yeah. You're not going to see Trey Turner. You might see the left side of the starting line from the center over, but you're not going to see Banner and Turner. Okay, well, in that case, you're still going to see guys who've been working with them. You're going to see Joe Haig. You're going to see Rashad Coward. You're going to see guys that have been on that side. Well, you'll see you'll see Dan, you'll see Dan you're Moore. You'll see a right lot tackle. of Dan Moore. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll see probably B.J. Finney uh, maybe at, at opening at, at, at right guard and then Coward. And some but of you're going to see but. more. You're going to see more of that. Well, just more in general. I mean, they need reps. They need reps, and a lot of those guys are young, and they just haven't done it a lot. But 
you also have to balance that against not getting your starters hurt, you know, 12 days before the season starts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that as well. Um, but, you know, they're young guys. And, and I, I, I do, you know, wonder about, you know, we saw this with TJ Watt, his rookie year. He played a bunch of snaps in the preseason. Then he went out and played a bunch of snaps as a rookie, uh, both defensively and on special teams. And he admitted that he wore down late in the year. Can't afford for Kendrick Green, for example, to wear down late in the year. No, that's fair. I mean, I just don't think that that's necessarily what you want to happen here. But I get the idea that, that you have to get those guys, continue to get those guys reps because every time they're on the field, they're going to get better. But is it worth it against Carolina's third-team guys? Yeah. They should no, go out there and no, dominate no, those guys. No, right, in, in theory. Here's some of what Green had to say today. Um, You know, just a lot of technical uh, things, but uh... – I feel like effort wasn't one thing that coach corrected us on, and I feel like you can always start with that. But um, but yeah, we're definitely not satisfied. I wouldn't say that at all. So we're gonna, you know, we're coming out here. We're sharpening the axe every day. How they, how have they looked so far? Where are they? It's really hard to answer, isn't it? It, it is hard to answer because we just haven't seen enough. Just of haven't it. seen enough. And I know people are saying, "Well, Najee Harris is only averaging 3.8 yards a carry." That doesn't mean anything. That means nothing yeah. to me because he gets a carry here. Or two carries this week, like three carries the next week. That's not the kind of running back that he is. Well, it, He's a 230-pound running back. Those guys wear on a defense. So yeah. that that three-yard run that you had in the first quarter becomes a six-yard run in the in the fourth quarter. Well, and he also showed the other day that he has some breakaway There's capability. Some juice there, yeah. yeah. So that, that right off the bat, your averages get really skewed as soon as you pop. Not that that was on a pass play, but it was still 46 yards. Uh, he's able to make things happen. Uh, as he told us after the game, once he, once he caught that ball, he said, I saw the edge and I knew I could hit it. Well, we didn't see the edge when he caught it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He saw it and he went and got it. He's going to be able to do some special things. But measuring how the line does in front of him, Dale, just, just haven't been enough snaps. But to me, that in and of itself is a concern because we just don't know. It's been a concern. It was a concern when we started camp. Um, it remains a concern. It's going to be a work in progress. It just is um, over the course of the season. Um, you know, I think for the Steelers, they're hoping that by November, that line is, is starting to gel into a pretty good group. You know, you keep your head above water until that point and, and see what happens. You know, again, I think Harris helps that, the, the, you know, him. I think your veteran quarterback helps that. Again, we've only seen that, you know, for three drives, three two, possessions. Yeah. And the 2.17 second release time that, that he had last year. Uh, he's certainly no stranger to moving the ball quickly. And the other part is, too, as far as the offensive line goes, and ways to hide them, so to speak, for lack of a, a better term, is all of this Matt Canada misdirection. And and uh, I, I don't want to call it trickery, because those of you who are, are dated with football will start thinking of Sam Weish. But I, it, it's more along it's the, the window dressing that causes a false step here or there. You, you also scheme things up in a regular season. If you know... A core four is going to be going up against Miles Garrett this week. You're going to slide your protection yep. to Miles Garrett. They're not doing any of that right now. No, you know, so well, they're not even doing the trickery stuff. No, they're not. Uh, as Mike that, Tomlin so. has said, yeah. all their play calling is to use his own term, vanilla. Yeah. So uh, I, I think there's a lot more meat on the bone there for the offense and the offensive line. Um, you know, I, I I don't see guys consistently being beaten one on one badly. Um, you know, Roethlisberger was hit once in. T in 
10 pass attempts the other day. If they yeah, can and do even that, that wasn't even that wasn't it wasn't a hit. It hit. was yeah, there was it was more a case where the guy came in like kind of after the ball was released and his left arm came across yeah. like so. Ben's chest and Ben went back. I, but it didn't look like Ben didn't get like leveled. Right. So I, I think it'll be fine. Uh, it can't, it's particularly the run game stuff, can't be worse than it was last year. And if you can run the football, <laughs> <There's> the <bar. laughs> if you can run the football, it, it makes your pass protection much better.